the first ADR podcast live from New Jersey. Well, not really live, but I'm from New Jersey. Uh, here I am. I'm uh, done with my semester up in Boston, so I'm hanging out in Jersey for the next few weeks. And here I am talking to you about more movies. Uh, I really need to get back on my podcasting game just because uh, the past two weeks have been a lot more rocky than I initially expected. But here I am. I'm back. And for the next few weeks, I can uh, talk to you about movies while I'm here in New Jersey. On Thursday night, no, Wednesday night, leading into Thursday, it was a late night, I watched a movie called The 400 Blows. I had to do a paper on the French New Wave, so uh, I had to choose a Truffaut or Godard movie, and I chose uh, The 400 Blows by Truffaut, his first movie. Uh, I really like the story behind it. You know, he was a, a PA for someone, then he was uh, disagreeing with someone. No, he was a critic. He was a critic, and he panned a bunch of these movies, and then someone told him, well, if you think these movies are so bad, why don't you go and make your own? So he did, and he made the 400 blows. It won the Palme d'Or at the uh, Cannes Film Festival back in 1959 when it first came out, and I can see why. It's fantastic. I really prefer Truffaut to Godard, as uh, cool as breathless is like and innovative i think it's unwatchable and all the other godard i've seen is pretty unwatchable even though it's you know groundbreaking and you know experimental interesting i just can't tolerate it i can't you know watch it and think it's anything that special which makes me sad because i love the french new wave and uh, all the stuff i've seen of it but uh, you know, Godard, even though he's kind of the poster boy for the uh, movement he's really not my favorite at all i think Truffaut's movies are much better. Uh, I watched a movie of his, the first French New Wave movie we watched for this class. It was called Jules and Jim, and it has the famous uh, scene where the three of them, for no good reason, just kind of sprint across a bridge. And that really captured the style and, uh, you know, attitude of the French New Wave, and that's why I thought that movie was so good. It really goes off the rails later as uh, it gets a lot more impressionistic and a lot more, uh, you know, weird, and the story gets out of hand. It's great. It's my favorite movie ever. But uh, The 400 Blows was his first movie, Truffaut's first movie, and it... uh, isn't as stylish or as out there as uh, something like Jules and Jim or Breathless, but it's got the same kind of carefree style attitude that later French New Wave films have without being as crazy about it. It's not as, uh, you know, alienating. It's not as uh, difficult to watch. It's much more approachable just because, A, the story is a lot simpler. It's about this little kid as he's, you know, trying to deal with life and authority and making things, uh, you know, making things work for him in this weird little Paris life he's got. And B, it's a lot more conventionally shot and a lot more conventionally edited. There's no crazy jump cuts. There's no, uh, you know, crazy angles or really strange impressionistic uh, ways that the camera tells the story. It's all very simple, but still got that same, you know, I'm sure there was only a two or three person crew behind the camera as they go around filming these kids and they skip school. They, uh, I don't know, have some petty robberies and they do some, you know, other silly things. They go to school. A lot of the movie is... uh, Uh, shot at a school so I'm sure that behind the camera it was very carefree and in front of the camera it was very you know improvised and fun 
the screenplay is very well paced as well because you know it starts off he's in school you want you see he wants to get out he's acting out he's writing on the walls he's uh just kind of being a little punk and not really caring about much of anything and then he skips school and then he pretends his mother is dead and then he starts robbing some pretty you know intense places and establishments and gets thrown into jail in the end not too much of a spoiler because you know this movie's a lot less about the plot than the way it's told but the the thing is, this movie really ramps up the action in a wonderful way because uh, you can see the movie starts off in the school. It's very small, compact. His apartment with his family is uh, very, very cramped. You know, there's a scene where the mom comes back in after a late night and she steps over like the kid's bed whose name is Antoine, I finally googled between takes. Uh, His name is Antoine. Uh, The mom steps over his bed just because the apartment is so cramped. And as he runs away and goes and uh, crashes with one of his friends at one point, you have a lot more space to uh, look at. He's much smaller in the frame, and he has a lot more space to move around and run around and be who he wants to be. The way I see it, all the cramped spaces symbolize how uh, he's constrained by authority, his family and school and all of that. And then once he finally escapes and he's out and about, you know, running around the streets of I guess this is Paris uh, running around the streets of Paris and uh, you know when he's crashing with his friend there's a giant room he gets to stay in with a horse in it at one point and you know all of that extra space allows him to be who he wants to be the thing is the person he wants to be is a thief and a you know vagabond he's just running around not having much direction so he tries to break down the authority that held him back even though he's already free of it you know there he is already out of his family's clutches and away from school but he's still trying to break down the uh the establishment you know fight the power kind of thing i feel like this movie has a really great message in that it's not very overtly fight the power but if you think about it and you think a lot about um where he's going where uh versus where he has been it's pretty fantastic how everything's paced out and how everything is uh Everything's told. I really love this movie. And at the very end, the last shot of the movie, he has a really, really long tracking shot as he runs away from whatever establishment he was in then. And um, it's like three minutes or so of him just running down a road. And then he gets to a beach, he walks around a little bit, and you see this wonderful shot of him standing right next to the horizon and it's really great to finally see him that liberated. You know, in front of him is the entire ocean with you know a ton of uh, space between him and anything else, and then behind him is just the vast expanse of uh, the beach. And it's not—I mean, it's optimistic in that he's free and he has all of this uh, room to be who he wants to be. But it's bleak. It's really bleak. It's shot in black and white. It's uh, no one else is there. You can tell it's kind of cold. It's—is d- this really what he wants? Is this really where he's supposed to be at this point in his life? He's a kid. He's like, I don't know, 12 or 13. But that's where the movie ends, and that's where you're left with uh, with his kid, Antoine. That's the last you see of him. And it's great. You know, this movie really does a fantastic job of allowing this kid's bizarre story to unfold, and I thought it was brilliant. Uh, it's not as stylish or as overtly French New Wave as some of the other stuff, but I feel like this is a great starting point. And it was kind of the starting point of the French New Wave. Truffaut was a critic, and he, uh, you know, wanted to do something different from all the crap he had seen coming from French uh, movie studios over the past, I don't know, however many years he had been writing. So he made this, and it kind of spawned this cool little movement. 
and him and Godard were all friends. Uh, all the movies they made together, they all uh, wrote movies together. Truffaut was uh, one of the writers on Breathless with Godard. And, you know, as crazy as Godard can get with his movies, I really enjoy the fact that, you know, they exist, they're there, they're fun to analyze, but they're just uh, not bad movies. They just... Breathless tried to bite off more than it could chew and, you know, goes a little bit too far and just doesn't do it as well, even though it's something really important. Uh, a Breathless episode will come some point later this week. I have more time. I can rewatch it, maybe garner a new appreciation for it. But for now, I'm uh, signing off. Have a good day and watch more movies.